Ten years. Three boys. One question. Are we friends? <laughs> Merry Christmas and welcome to the podcast. The name and premise soon to be stolen by Joe Pesci and some other guy of which is Are We Friends? I am your co-host Taylor. I am your co-co-host Brian. And I'm Jorge. And this is the show where three boys who've known each other for 10 years go through their interests one at a time in a Christmas fashion to see if they are still friends anymore or if it's just inertia. This is the first of our month-long holiday spectacular. I, you were going to say God spooktacular. <laughs> you were going to say spooktacular. Well, we have to find a better name for that. Absolutely. I like that the, your interest sounded like you had the notes with like the brackets, like Christmas fashion. You just <laughs> never got around to replacing it with a real thing. <laughs> it's just... I mean, Insert appropriate bit here. <laughs> Holiday bit. And also, he was like laughing like he had come up with the best intro. That's what I was going to say. I was looking Jorge like in the eye as you were saying this, and I'm like, it took him two and a half minutes to think of the words Merry Christmas like that. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Merry Christmas. Well, to me, all of, all of my bits are exactly the same amount of funny. It's just a total surprise which one you guys laugh at. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Uh, today, because I wanted to think of something Christmassy, but I all, all that was popping in my head was like, Tinsel, or like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I can't do a 45 minute bit on tinsel. Fuck. If you pulled off a whole episode, on I would tinsel, lose I'm, my mind. I mean, if we're doing this every year, four episodes per year forever, we're gonna have we're gonna have episodes that are like tinsel, occasionally <laughs> toy five, soldier, <laughs> <yeah>. fruit cake, <laughs> toy soldier number one in the box. You talk about each one of them for the next 80 million. Yeah, years. 20th year is gonna be like the lower left side of my tree's ornaments. <laughs> Just Yukon <laughs> Cornelius. <laughs> So uh, we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about um, a Christmas movie I watch pretty much every year, and then the subsequent series of films, uh, Home Alone. Home Alone. Homey Aloney. So why did you pick Home Alone? Uh, because I looked and realized that three of them, out of way too many, are on uh, Disney Plus. So I was like, that's convenient. We'll watch those right now, won't we? <laughs> I feel like the Home Alone movies are like the Air Bud movies, where everyone is totally aware of, like, yeah, there's Air Bud and Air Bud 2, the one where he plays basketball. Wait, there's 17 more Air yep. Bud movies? There's a shit ton of Air they, they move into buddies. I, I'm well aware of that. We should watch Santa's buddies, really. What is the first one, then? Air Bud. He, he plays, plays baseball. He, what? You're, You're crazy. Oh, my God. You, like, you've said things that I've... I've like made hyperbolic by saying that's the stupidest fucking thing I've heard. <laughs> that is the stupidest fucking thing oh, I've heard. Oh, really? He plays basketball. No, he doesn't. Air Bud. Are you kidding me? <laughs> What's the second one then? I don't know. He probably it's, plays basketball again. He definitely plays baseball and football early yes. on, but the first one is for sure basketball. It's for sure no, basketball. First one's baseball. No, everybody's only making basketball I'm sorry. movies back I'm then. I'm sorry. Does this look like <laughs> No, it's clearly a Photoshop. No way could they no, have used that for the actual theatrical trailer. That's a piece of crap. I've <laughs> never seen a Golden Retriever do that. Oh, sorry, they were showing the, the picture, uh, I'm the sorry, poster yes. for- I got very heated and I had to show that. They were showing the poster for Air Bud in which it's a Golden Retriever slam dunking of it basketball. Yes, absolutely. I know which balls are which. Oh, yep, totally wrong. <laughs> I uh, know which balls are which. The second movie, Air Bud, 
Oh, God. Air Bud, the golden receiver, (laughs) uh, is the football one, which, in case you guys were curious, got a 21% on Rotten Tomatoes. What did the first one get? That's a great question, Jorge. Okay. Uh, (laughs) We we might need to do an Air Bud series, not because I want to do one, but just because... It got 45%. That's... I remember that being a good movie. I was going to say, I remember not liking the uh, clown who was the previous owner of Airbud. Oh, yeah, he was mean. He was mean. Yeah. Sorry, what? Basically, you got to. Re- uh, we can. <laughs> well, well, you know what? We're going to do a whole We're thing. We're going to have to do one where we watch every Airbud movie. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, so stay tuned for that. <laughs> but Home Alone. Home Alone, please, yes. Uh, Home Alone is actually. You, you are right, though, in the sense of like everyone knows the first one. And I think pretty much everybody also knows the second one. Unfortunately, our current president is in the second one. I, and that pigeon lady. That <laughs> Aren't they the same person? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, cheap shot. Um, political. Political. Topical. <laughs> pigeons. You know, pigeons, <laughs> such a politically biting insult to say to someone. He's been called better things. He's been called Sen- worse things. <laughs> so That's so technically true, and I hate it. I want to see, like, you know, they're in the, 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 the impeachment hearings right now, and some Democratic senator goes like, and I don't even want to talk about the HPIC in this room, and everyone goes, head, pre- head, head president in charge? Head pigeon in head charge! Head pigeon in charge. <laughs> so why Home Alone? Why Home Alone? Uh, Do you have a reason, or do you just, you just draw I a like, name out of it? I mean, mostly because I like the movies. Yeah. Uh, I. How many do you like? I definitely, okay, Actually, this is kind of an interesting thing. I like the first one, but... You seem like you're lukewarm on it. Well, no, no, no. I like the first one. I'll, I'll fully like the first one, actually. Uh, rewatching it again, I was like, yeah, everything works for this. It, I'm fine. I'll We'll talk about like my issues with it. Sounds, sounds like you're lie. talking about a relative. Second yeah, it one, sounds like he's talking I, about like asparagus. No, 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 no. You know what? I, I do like asparagus. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, like I thought you were saying... I thought you were going... I thought you were going to go with the family thing and say, like, oh, yeah, it's like he's talking about his favorite kid, but he's talking about the one that isn't his favorite kid. And he's like, yeah, I like him. Yeah. It's like he's great. It's like when you're trying to get along with someone and you say something you don't like, and they're like, oh, I really like that. And then you start, like, pedaling backwards. Oh, and like, no, I, I, no, no, I do like that. I mean, I, I was, you know... You know, <laughs> it's not it's not my favorite, but I I mean, I don't I want you to know that I don't dislike. Yeah, it. I didn't mean I hate yeah, it or you because <laughs> now yep. these things are wrapped up for me. You yeah. know how I said, fuck people who like Airbud to the Golden Retriever. <laughs> yeah, I, I meant to say, fuck people I don't know who like Airbud. Real fast. I want You didn't say you don't like Airbud to the Golden Retriever. T- you said that Taylor's a fucking idiot <laughs> for not knowing that Airbud's about basketball. Point the second. Yes. The title of the movie is Golden Retriever. Receiver, you plebe. What did I say? Oh, Golden Receiver. I'm sorry. I did the. I did too much of the dog joke. They know you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely all over the place. You're. I was trying to defend you here. No, but he's no. He's correct. (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck Um, you. (laughs) I'm cool. No. Um. I liked. I like home. I watched as a kid. Um. It's always just been an associated Christmas movie for me. Uh. I don't think I. I didn't really watch it with my family, but like I. Always got around to watching it, whether it was on like ABC did you, did Family you, or did you did you watch it Home Alone? I d- <laughs> we need a we need a soundboard. Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> Can the soundboard just be an ejector seat button that sends you off into oblivion? Boy, I, 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 um, no, yeah, I watched. I was never left Home Alone like that, so I never had the opportunity to watch it Home Alone. Be Home Alone watching Home Alone. Home Alone. Brian, you're a grown man now. I feel like you're Home Alone often. <laughs> 
Your wow. Parent, your parents still won't leave you home alone. <laughs> How often are your I, parents at our apartment, Brian? Well, every time you're not here. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're always right at the front door, just waiting to hear you go out the back and then go, oh, Taylor's gone. Okay, cool. Okay, so, so far alone. we're hearing you picked Home Alone because you don't hate it. I do like it. And, it, it and I'm actually, okay, this is, this is what I was getting to. I like the first movie. I both like and dislike the second movie because some sequences, like I was legit laughing out loud, uh-huh. not just from nostalgia. I think that was a funny bit. And then other things I was like, I cannot fast forward through this like fast enough. Yeah. Um, and then I discovered, I, I remembered it as like a, a, like a vague cloud in my, in the back of my brain that there was this other movie that was called home alone with more criminals who were who were like <laughs> spies. Oh, and then I yeah. realized this was Home Alone 3. So I wanted to discuss with you guys about the... And then I looked up and realized there's at least like three other movies. So you want to go from three to one to two? I want to... I'm going to go in chronological order. Okay. One to two to three. And then we'll touch on anything else if we have anything. We actually don't know what order, chronologically speaking, three happens. Because it's what a different I- kid. Oh, you're yes. <laughs> I assume it's sorry. Times, of course, we have no way of being sure. It was. I think it was. It's set when it was made. Probably. That's the only thing I can think of. Yep. Um. But Home Alone, the first Home Alone, uh, and actually all three of these movies that we may talk about were written and produced by Mr. John Hughes. Yep. Who wrote The Breakfast Club. 16 Candle, bunch of different stuff. Ferris Bueller's Day Ferris Off, Bueller's Pretty Day in off, Pink. Pretty, anything from the 80s. <laughs> Taylor's fuming like you don't. Anything <laughs> in the 80s relating it all to Chicago and teenagers pretty much was written by John Hughes. Fair I mean, enough. in the 80s, you can only be a teenager in Chicago. I don't know how many other Except places there were all of the yet. movies that aren't, but yes. I mean, this is before I was born. I imagine it was the Wild That's West true. and then 1993 <laughs> happened and I came did out. <laughs> so In the 80s, did you imagine that every major city was collapsed and destroyed and no, Chicago no. was the only one that survived? I imagine the entire world like that, st- uh, what's the, the, the sticks video? Whip it. Whip it good. Devo? It's a bunch of, Devo, whatever. It's like the guys We're in the weird hats. Today. Yeah. It, well, they're in the Wild West for whatever reason, but they're dressed like 80s robot men. So I'm like, yeah, that was just the United States until the 90s when beige happened and cities became beige. <laughs> that sounds fair. And then beige happened. <laughs> I know. But Com- the, I thought it was interesting you talking about laugh out loud bits that aren't just nostalgia because I actually find the first Home Alone to be very funny. There's still a good number of parts where I'm laughing out loud and it's not just because I remember what they are. Let's talk. Okay. So if somebody, I don't know who, maybe the people in Bahrain probably who are listening to this, uh, but the basic plot of Home Alone is pretty much the title. Why would you assume just because they live in Bahrain that they don't know what Home Alone uh, You know Alone what? You know what? Maybe they do. They probably have Home Alone. They, they're probably. Yeah, that's actually probably true. fair. That, you know what? You're Everybody right. has Home Alone. No, Ryan. I don't. <laughs> There's I don't no think entire so. country that literally doesn't have a single copy of Home Alone available to them. I feel like North Korea, North Korea could probably pass I for that. I may stand corrected. I mean, yeah. <laughs> although all but I, one. Honestly. Let's start there. Home Alone is a very good example of, like, anti-American sentiment, I think. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they make... Oh, dude. <laughs> they, this movie does such a great job of making every single person who lives in the city in Chicago look like a total tit. Like, yeah. it's just, like, every adult... Uh, this Kevin McAllister, clearly a child alone in a city because it is Chicago because it's John Hughes, will go like, Hi, um, I don't know if I can buy this toothbrush. How do I buy this toothbrush? 
where are your parents? Or he goes to the grocery store, and she asks literally, are you here alone? And smooth-talking, charisma-maxed Macaulay Culkin <laughs> says, do you really think I'm a child alone here? And, the, and somehow, like, this wizard just, like, wraps this adult woman's words back onto itself. So she stops, like, oh, yeah, this kid alone by himself? Probably not alone or by himself. He's very funny at that. He's, oh, he's yeah. a charisma max character. You're right. He is what I, I – I don't know the word for it, but he's basically, like, one of those adult children who – or child adults, whatever you want to call it. Like, him and Fred Savage specifically were, Doogie like, Hauser. Doogie Hauser's actually another – Neil Patrick Harris, when he was a kid, is another one. Like, there are kids – because I did watch part of Home Alone 3, and they tried to do this with that kid, and it doesn't fucking work because he's a child. There are some kids just in that time frame with the right attitude and the way they carry themselves and the way they, you know, and put everything together that you're like, yeah, you're like a person. You're a person who, like, an adult was like either shrunk down or like, you know, uh, 13 going on 30 or something like that. The reverse of that, 30 going on 13. Brian, I think there's uh, an easier solution. It's called having a stage parent. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it to you. <laughs> I, I heard the rumor that is actually a very dark rumor, but um, when Macaulay Culkin was on SNL, apparently, speaking of stage parents, his dad apparently threatened to hit him if he used any of the cue cards for the bits. And I was like, oh, my, oh my God. So, yeah, having a stage parent definitely grows you up is what I'm understanding here. Jesus, put him right up there with Michael Jackson's dad. Yeah. Christ. <laughs> but one of my favorite bits. They hung the- out with each other. <laughs> wow. I did not know Macaulay that. Macaulay Culkin and Michael Jackson. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's but what Macaulay Culkin wait, wait. supported him to the end. Does that, yes. That he did not do anything. Does that mean that Correct. when Michael Jackson and Macaulay Culkin were hanging out, like when you go over to your friend's house as a kid, that Michael from? Jackson's dad and Macaulay Culkin's dad were like grabbing a beer on the porch? Comparing no. child abuse notes? No. <laughs> Michael also, Jackson's house is a little different. I don't want to get into all that. <laughs> he definitely did it, by the way, I'm just saying. But, um, <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe not to Macaulay Culkin. I don't know. He backs him up. I was going to say, it doesn't but seem like it. Yeah. My favorite bit from the original movie, Sorry, I think, is, yes. the, is the repeated interaction. The uh, the kid who keeps drinking the soda because he wets the bed when he... Uh, <laughs> Fuller. Fuller. Yes. And like Apropos name. <laughs> he's like, you better not let him drink anything. He's going to wet the bed. And it's it's the scene where the, he's at the kitchen table and you there's the close-up of him sucking down the Coke and he puts it down and he just does this big shit-eating grin. It looks him right in the eye. And it's like, dude... You're just going to pee on purpose. Yeah, which is hilarious in the first one. In the second one, mm-hmm. he does it again, and at the end, he's covered in like cans that he drank, and it's like, this kid, it wasn't like a one-time, this kid likes to pee the bed. <laughs> he like <laughs> takes steps in order to pee the bed every night. Yeah, and they this, just let him too. That, this is the unfortunate thing where like this kid had like a weirdly protosexual experience while peeing. Yeah, and that's, I, like, that's his thing now. That's his thing forever. Yeah, no, he loves it. It's the only thing, yeah. And then uh, the uh, the other thing is when Kevin and his mother are arguing when he's about to go up into the attic after he <laughs> ruined. By yeah. the way, um, Fuller is Wallace Wells from Scott Pilgrim. Oh, it's Kieran Culkin. My God. Yeah. Right. I didn't know that even a little bit. Blows your fucking mind. Anyway. Yeah, that's crazy. But uh, yeah, what you, she says like, uh, go up there. I don't want to see you for the rest of the night. And he's like, I don't want to see you for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I also love that in that argument, he, you know, Catherine O'Hara and Macaulay Culkin are arguing back and forth at each other, and the only time where she seeds ground is like, no, I don't want to go up there. Fuller's going to be up there. He's going to pee in the bed. And she, ha! All right, we'll put him somewhere yeah. else. <laughs> He's definitely going to pee the bed. But Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone could literally do this podcast. That's like the exact type of like throwbacks that he, like, he just snips back whenever anybody says shit to him. Oh, oh yeah. like, He's a quip master. 
Yeah, because he says something that's like the equivalent <laughs> of like, well, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> which is crazy because they have that ex- exact same conversation in Home Alone 2. Lost in New York. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, where they're they're doing the exact same thing, and I'm like, you both went through this last year. So I I was I literally just rewatched it like minutes before we came up here to do this. I, bo- I rewatched both today, yes. and it's it's interesting because I don't know if it's in the performance or if it is in John Hughes's coked out writing, but like there's this weird recognition of character change, like the scenario that gets him upstairs is different. Mm-hmm. Enough that it's like, you still hate everyone, but everyone has more, at least, justifications for their, they're willing their like, to be, stance. They're willing to be pushed further before they Yeah, stand. like, it's it's crazy because the mom is, like, actually a lot more reasonable yeah. when she comes upstairs because she's like, hey, Kev, how are you, buddy? Like, she's basically like, are you okay? I understand this, whatever. And then he is like, no, fuck you. Buzz <laughs> is a huge piece of shit, and he duped all of you fucking idiots you rubes you fell for his <laughs> fucking lies and then she's like well i don't think that's very nice and then like then they get back yeah. into the first dialogue almost yeah. word for word to the point where she goes well you got your wish last year maybe you'll get it again this year that's i just... wanted her to look right in the camera and just <laughs> wink and be like cut to you. commercial abc family yeah, like... here we go <laughs> That's Absolutely. They, like, they directly reference what happened last year. Yes. He's basically like, I hope it happens again. <laughs> <laughs> she said entirely knowingly. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you notice what was ha- like the, the thing that leads to that fight is Buzz embarrasses Kevin in front of everybody. And so at the what, at, at like the recital holiday, whatever, holiday. thing. Yeah. yeah. But you know what they're doing? They put both of the kids up in front of the room to stand trial for what they had done. Insanity. Cause they don't the way all the way it happens is I it, correct me if I'm wrong, but it like they they're the the result of the mayhem of Kevin pushing Buzz and everybody falls over it's all this nonsense, and then it like basically like fades out and fades into Buzz going, ladies and gentlemen of yeah. the jury like he's standing over like he's in a who done it and he's about to like exactly. reveal the killer but he's just like I'm sorry for what I did and it's like the fuck was that who. Did the dad, like, go, we're going to have a trial? Did the mom present your case? Did they have chance to get counsel? Did they have time to collect their stories? Is this the only reason that Macaulay Culkin's character, whose name is what? Kevin. Kevin. Is this the only reason? I know you guys have been saying it constantly and every time you say it. Yeah, you know, when Buzz and went upstairs. (laughs) Kevin McAllister. Kevin McAllister. Kevin McAllister. Like, is that why this kid is so goddamn glib that his parents just like, (laughs) no, 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 you're going to act like an adult? You have nothing but your constitutional rights in this house. You are left with nothing but that. (laughs) The entire family is awful. They're all rotten to the core. Oh, yeah. Um, And when they... Yes. So Buzz does his whole lawyer speech, and it is very good, and he, like, apologizes to the whole family and directly to Kevin. And then when he's walking out, he's, like, beat that, like, fucking dick farts or whatever he calls it. Trout sniffer. Trout sniffer. Just so specific that I can't even deal with it. But he says, beat that as if only one of them is not getting in trouble and it's whoever does the better apology. I was like, wait a minute. How are they? Because again, this is a terrible, objectively terrible. It's it's a Thunderdome of a household. Taylor and I were talking about it during the first one, but like this family is just bitches and bastards. Like there's no anybody of redeeming quality. We were talking about Fuller, the youngest is like, I'm going to pee on you when you sleep. Like, <laughs> that's that's it. 
He's the youngest. He's the kindest one, the most innocent then, soul. The unnamed, slightly older brother, the redhead, uh, just says, Oh my God. You're such a disease. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus, that would be the yeah. most biting thing I could hear. And Kevin McAllister is just like, Bitch, that's nothing compared yeah. to what I've been told in the last three minutes of this film. Yeah. What does his sister say? What are the oh. French? Les incompetents. Yeah, les incompetents. Les, les, les incompetents. <laughs> She's so proud of herself, too. She does the fucking hand flourish at the end, which is like, les incompetents. And, okay, turn me around. Does that just mean, like, you're an incompetent person? The incompetence, you're, yes. You're yeah. a child. Of course you're an incompetent <laughs> little. Just, god damn. It's Because like, well, he's literally telling everybody, I'm smaller than you. I, nobody taught me how to do it. I like I understand that fundamental thing. However, the thing he is asking help on is to pack his suitcase. Yep. And while I do understand he is eight in the movie, he's eight years. He old. is eight years old. But it's like you could just try, try something, put something into the suitcase. And see what happens. Let's talk Cl- about your family, Brian. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I lived in a pit of vipers for eight years. <laughs> well, I was just was gonna say, like, I can't believe that kid is eight in this movie because he is simultaneously four and a half and thirty-seven. That's the thing. Yes, mm-hmm. like and somehow that averages <laughs> to eight. Absolutely. Because he throws some major little temper tantrums, dude. He's a little bastard for, He's a, for a good portion of it. That's the. That's also the other thing, and the, that's why the second movie is. It's weird because it's like he's actually better i would argue in the second movie he's just fed like in the first movie he is almost just as much of a bastard as anybody else like Mm -hmm. he's annoying like the things he says are like actively mean annoying yeah like not just whatever i can't stand the phone shit when his mom's on the phone (laughs) hey mom 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 i would have gotten fucking smashed she's like like, i'm on the phone i'm on the phone and she starts messing with her shit and she's like kevin stop he's like why don't you get off the phone and stop me and she's like oh yeah like that, like he's being an actual little shit. In the second one, he's being a little bit snarky at the very beginning of it with his stupid fucking tape recorder. But they're really just doing that to establish it as a plot device. That's just kid shit to yeah. use later, and it's just kid shit. And like he's absolutely—he's not in the right to like push Buzz over and beat him up and stuff. But like, I get it. Because he points out during the thing, he goes, no, I'm not apologizing. I fucking snapped because Buzz humiliated me in front of literally everybody. And by the way, all of you laughed, you psychopath. Yeah, like, so it's he, not even like... He's at a Christmas play for his yeah. school, and he's in front of like a filled auditorium, yeah. and Buzz start, like He has a solo, yeah. and he's singing fine, and Buzz is behind him with two like electric candles. Like lighting up. shine through his ears, <laughs> and like playing drums on his head, and the entire audience is laughing at him. By the way, like the second person to start laughing is his absolute bastard of an Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank is like a He's complete psycho. Horrifying. Oh. And they do they take an unreasonable <laughs> amount of that script. By that I mean like a maybe a full two minutes uh-huh. of like dialogue throughout the first film to show just what a fucking prick he is. <laughs> like he, they'll, he's on the plane <clears throat> and they're in first class and he goes, uh, do you all serve champagne? Yes. Is it free? Yes. And then they come <laughs> back to him again and like, hi, can I get a top off here? No, no, you need to fill it. Fill, yeah. fill, fill the flute, please. That, while he's telling his wife, oh, this this is real crystal. Put it in your purse. Put yeah. it in your purse. She's like, no, I don't want Put it in your purse. Put it in your purse. <laughs> oh, and then, and then fucking uh, when they're on the plane and Catherine O'Hara realizes that she's left Kevin McAllister back at the house, you know, the, she everyone's trying to console her. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not. 
Yeah. Though you obviously are the worst mother of all time. <laughs> and he goes, well, you know, I forgot to pack my swim trunks or something. So I guess yeah. we both fucked <laughs> up. It's I'm like, his reading glasses. Yeah, I That's forgot my reading glasses. So I guess we both fucked up. Like, fuck. Fuck you. Oh, my God. What kills me is when Kevin fucks up the their kitchen pizza eating time because Buzz is tormenting him again during the first one. Yes. Uh, his father is actively scolding him, and Uncle Frank interrupts to yell, look at what you did, you little jerk. <laughs> yeah, like, it's insane. Like, very loudly. Also, I love that part because they're at two separate tables. Because there's, like, a million people in this household, right? Like, there's, like, 14-plus people or something. So there's, like, the kitchen table with the dad, Frank, and a bunch of the kids. And then there's the, like, the the dinette island or whatever, right? With Kevin and Buzz. That's where that yep. thing happens. Kevin push runs into Buzz because he ate all the cheese pizza like a fucking asshole. Um, Buzz falls over and knocks the milk onto some of the airline tickets, right? Mm-hmm. Then the dad gets up just objectively too fast and too sudden. Yeah. And knocks over the soda that hits Frank and his stuff. So Frank goes, look at what you did, you little jerk, to Kevin, who didn't actually directly do anything to him. Yeah. Like, it's the dad's fault for standing up that wrongly. Like, he just stood up incorrectly. He was like, yeah. I know what I'll no, do. He shoved his hands on the I'll table. I'll throw my hands out in front of me. That will somehow help me go upwards. Continuing with the dad's mistakes. <laughs> oh, the my God. The milk doesn't fall onto the airline tickets. It falls onto their passports. Sorry, And when yes. he's cleaning them up with towels or whatever he accidentally throws kevin's passport into the garbage thank you which is why they don't notice that he's missing. that's what it was thank you it it happens very quickly yes but it's like the dad is almost entirely responsible well you know minus a mother forgetting her child yeah no and it's okay i love let's okay while we're on the the products of this parenting and what it's going to do there is the film theory that home alone is a prequel to saw and that kevin (laughs) McAllister becomes jigsaw later because you just see like oh yeah like his first instinct is will i call the police and tell them i'm home alone no i will torture these two (laughs) grown men with a variety of homemade literally torturous devices so there's that theory. My theory was just looking at the persecution complex this child clearly has because the world is literally out to get him. Yeah. And then yeah. you also see that he just sometimes loses it and goes into a rage. And yeah, Buzz, <laughs> his mongoloid brother, is much bigger than him. But he will come up and like, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to do it. And he just comes up, like leaps in the air and lands the <laughs> like, punch. And then God of War. <laughs> yeah. And so he, these are the things that are happening. Like, no, but Kevin McAllister's not going to be Jigsaw. He's going to be like a fucking alpha team, like black ops unit. He's just, yeah, he, he's been part of six different government coups. And he's like a gorilla expert. It's <laughs> just like, yeah, give me two weeks and I'll destabilize this government. Because yeah. I can do, you know, give me four light bulbs and a matchbook and I'll bring down Chavez. Oh like, my Jesus. God. Yeah, because with the traps in the first one, he is mostly just being anti-key with the traps the second one he's legitimately trying to this kill is them. this is what i wanted to get i was gonna say the the difference between the first and the second one is the second one though i have t- we i watched this with a couple law students we- a couple weeks ago and they were like yeah this is definitely a problem because he's escalating the level of force to whatever mm-hmm. but fine 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 yeah legal prep blah, blah 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 like he is doing stuff that's basically like go away like yeah don't come into my house he, if you keep coming more hurt is going to happen yeah. to you, but it's hurt the second one, the 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 murder house, because that's what it is. It's yep. not a fun house anymore. It's a murder house. Starts, begins, his opening foray. <laughs> it's so good. Is, I'm going to be at the top of this brownstone. And it's at least two, three stories high, something like that. I think three stories. Three stories. And 
he's looking down at Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern is the name. That's what it is. Thank um, you. Full circle from the intro. Exactly. How you doing? Uh, Daniel Stern, and they're like, Joe Pesci is being like a coy criminal. He's like, if you give me your camera, we'll leave you alone. He's like, I'm not going to leave him alone. And he goes, okay. And he fucking takes a brick. A, like, a solid, I don't know if you've held a brick recently. Bricks are very heavy. <laughs> and they are very solid. They're scratchy. And he just, he does not just drop it and let gravity decide. He throws it. He's whipping bricks down. And he, he hits Daniel Stern in the head. Nowhere else. He hits him in the head. It's at least four or five times. At least four or five times. And you, even in the Looney Tunes world that this exists in, where Daniel Stern is the invincible god of idiocy, like that he can somehow survive all these <laughs> blind things. Blind idiot god. Um, he's the, he is absolutely the blind idiot god. Um, he, violent bruising and scar markage mm-hmm. of bricks. Like his, in real life, in the first movie, his head would have been caved in on, like, the third brick. Yeah. Well, in real life, it'd be first brick. Really. I, I know, but I'm I'm giving these... There's still movies yeah. on some level. I just level. like that that's his first trap. Yes. Throwing trap bricks. In, <laughs> just directly throwing bricks. Trap is them. in heavy quotes there because nothing about it is a trap. It's just and, violence. He antagonized them over there because they were doing their own separate crime that had nothing to do with them, and he snaps pictures of them, and then it's like, look yes. at what I got. Follow me so I can murder you in my new murder house. Yes. So by the way, is his... Father's brother is renovating that house, and it belongs to them. Yes. They say renovating, but that's an abandoned house. There's, like, holes in the, it it is, looks horrific in there. It's eh. either the biggest renovation ever, or it's the wrong house, and he just found <laughs> some fucking, like... Oh, with this kid, I wouldn't be surprised if yeah. he just went around like, that's an abandoned building. Of course I can get in through the chain leak fencing and the security locks yeah. and the like yeah. the bolted up doors because I have, I don't know, a toy soldier. And I can turn <laughs> that into whatever the fuck murder device I need to. He's good like that. He's the MacGyver of torture. That's absolutely what We also see, okay, I'm going to go yes, right please. back to my fucking guerrilla warfare. Uh, <laughs> because we, we before he starts setting the traps, when he's just alone fucking around as kids do, he takes that BB gun and sets up six soldiers and the spat on the laundry shoot, yes. and that kid just pop, 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 knocks down all six of those without blinking. Yeah. That same bit is done in Hot Fuzz to show what a fucking <laughs> crazy good shot that uh, was yeah. uh, Sergeant, Simon Sergeant Pegg's. Angle. Yeah, Sergeant Angle's character, <laughs> uh, Simon Pegg is. So if we take that same cinematic language, yeah, this kid not only has used firearms, but is incredibly proficient with them Absolutely. and chooses not to kill with them. So like he still has that. This kid has killed government leaders <laughs> absolutely ends up killing government. ends up yes still, uh, but, oh yeah before his 13th birthday one dictator's <laughs> going down it's Maybe. it's sergeant angel by the way the joke in the movie yeah is, they call him fucking sergeant angle um the other yeah so with the escalation thing as well again back to the sort of murder part of this is daniel stern is at the front door of this row den house of probably heroin brownstone that, that kept no i'm sure it was a crack den of some sort that kevin cleared out by killing at least three of them <laughs> um i'm amazed he didn't just drop the corpses onto fucking daniel stern's head in the basement um the one he opens he's pulling on the door and it's got the giant rope on it and it's attached to i thought at first a nail gun mm-hmm. that's what it looks like but it's not what is it? I think it's like a violenter staple gun. It's a staple gun. I think it's sense. just like a scary looking staple gun. He staples this man's asshole shut. He staples this <laughs> man's penis to his leg. What are you talking and about? He sta- that's absolutely. Okay. 
I am actually not. Obviously, this being hyperbolic. Yeah, I mean, I remember him pulling the staple out he, of his nose. He, I don't remember him no. fucking ripping his dick off his leg. <laughs> I may have been over dramatic. Um, you know, not unlike these movies. Um, but there's a point where he's he he's getting the back. first thing, and he he gets some resistance on the rope, right. so he ends up in accidentally like, straddling it the other way. Mm-hmm. So he's butt first to the door, and it's uh, the rope is under his leg, and he pulls really hard, so it shoots the gun, and it shoots. It sounds like from his reaction, because he's got the big, like, ooh, like, you know, <laughs> I did a face with that, too, that I think Mario <laughs> left that. Um, that it, it looks like it goes right into his butt, because later, when he's getting out of it, he pulls the staple out, and it goes, boink, because it's, <laughs> that's also my theory that this isn't New York, but a parallel cartoon New York. Well, the whole universe is like slightly closer to court. It's like a couple dimensions closer to cartoons. I guess because, but the first one's relatively realistic. I would say. Well, they do. Uh, they do. There's an episode of MythBusters where they throw a couple of these experiments into the ringer, they really? and they do the one where they like, yeah, what would happen if you just swung a paint can from roughly the same <laughs> height into someone? And they did it on one of those, like, yeah, we've got an approximation of a human skull in ballistics gel, and the like, the front <laughs> of the skull hits the back of the skull, <laughs> like it's an absolute. <laughs> crunch like a bite out of a Kit Kat bar <laughs> like it there's so there would be nothing left of those men were they in our universe oh no in the second one they do the paint cans and then it's like a metal oh bar that like goes down the hole like it's horrible yeah he, that, fu- he fucks him up in the second again one. the first one is for all intents and purposes as much as we apparently apparently the more of a bastard Kevin is the less violent he is because when he's cooler and calmer he's like oh I it's like a Batman, like Red Hood situation, something like that, where he's just realizing, like, oh, st- it's a Punisher Daredevil thing, where he's like, oh, just stopping them isn't enough. I-, I have to kill them. And then the only way to stop Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern from mildly inconveniencing my life in the first one by trying to rob the house, and second, by just robbing a toy store that I, I met the owner for. This is the whole thing about this this other plot in, in Home Alone 2, is he goes to this big toy store and he meets Mr. Duncan, I think is yeah. his name. And he's a very nice, eccentric old man. He's fine. Uh, but Kevin has like a conversation with him. And he but happens the- to tell him that the money in the thing on Christmas Eve goes to the children's hospital yeah. for all the, the patients there. And he learns that Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern are going to rob Duncan's toy chest. So he tries to become a vigilante in this regard Except he goes full Punisher because he's like, I have to kill them to stop them from robbing yeah. these children. Says it's time to put away childish things. It's t- does he actually <laughs> he does say, say that, that line? No, no, he does not. Oh my god! Because at that at that moment, like, cool. Home Alone yeah. Three is, I don't know, back in the saddle. Who's the governor of Oklahoma? <laughs> We're assassinating him. So I mean, that's a good transition, actually. Home Alone Three is not <laughs> Kevin McAllister. It is a new kid, I want to say Alex, and he's being it's hunted by international uh, terrorists. Alex Pruitt, I believe is the name. Also, I was really annoyed that they didn't have Macaulay Culkin for the next one, because I just wanted it to continue where they keep getting him closer and closer to the vacation. Because in the first one, completely miss him. He doesn't even mm-hmm. get in the car to the airport. In the second one, he gets in the car to the airport, and then he gets on the wrong flight. So the next one, I want him to get onto the flight, but he gets moved to the wrong hotel or the wrong place of staying there and has to fight his way back to his family by murdering, presumably, like, okay, fucking wait, warriors? Wait, yeah. wait, could, sure, yes, could yes. we imagine this Home Alone 3 where Kevin is allowed to do his guerrilla warfare thing, 
to an entire hotel. Yeah. Like for whatever reason, such plot devices, like uh, I, 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 I don't know. International the, terrorists have taken inter- over the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. We, like we have one week until you know we blow up the building or whatever. And Kevin McAllister, like, give me three days. No. <laughs> he just no. rigs elevators to explode and shit. You take the two best Christmas movies ever and you just throw them together. Home Alone and Die Hard. Fucking terrorists slash bank robbers have taken over Nakatomi Plaza and the only person who's able to stop them is young Kevin McAllister who accidentally went there because the cool limo driver took him there instead of taking him to the boring vacation with his ungrateful family. Dude, live hard or die at home. (laughs) They got a franchise right there, boys. That's a a crossover of the century. Other, I think I was I thinking would die about at home. it. It's die at home. I was watching the end of the first one, and I'm okay. like, they could have also called this like Kevin McAllister or How I Stopped Worrying and Learned to Love My Mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, the third one is International Terrorists. Uh, it actually is, by the way. Literally eight to ten minutes of the beginning of this film, no child whatsoever, no Alex Pruitt, whatever the fuck his name is, none of that, none, no cutesy shit. Devin McAllister. All actors. <laughs> That's but a great they, name. They're looking for a chip. Yeah. That, like what stops missiles from They go through a, a they go through a deal with like a Hong Kong. They're in Hong Kong. And they're like doing a deal with like an organization that's like, we made a chip that is Oh, it's like we have a chip and it sounds like you want to uh send missiles without that are incapable of being detected by radar technology. And I'm like, first of all, people have eyes. Like, I understand. Is this the, the like, classic 90s magic computer bit? Like, we don't yes. know enough about computers, yes. so we have a magical plot device. John Hughes did another line of cocaine and went, fucking chip, right? <laughs> huh? So the chip ends up in an RC car that accidentally ends up in Kevin McAllister's hand. No, not Kevin. Fucking Alex, whoever's hand. <laughs> you might as well be. <laughs> and so the terrorists are out to kill Alex. Well, they're out to kill the old woman that initially gets the mix-up, and then they're out to kill Alex. Does he kill them back? He's he's softer with his he's traps, a right? Bitch, he <laughs> needs to go hard like Kevin in, in episode one. Yeah, uh, no, he does not. He puts them in poop and <laughs> he does snow or he something. He puts it's, one of them in poop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the All fourth right. one has Kevin McAllister again, though. Wait, with Macaulay Culkin? Nope. Excuse me. Dead serious. Yep, it's just the character Kevin McAllister and his dad, who is played by his dad. John Hurd, I think. Yeah, is who is name? now divorced and with a different woman who is mean. Yeah, because Catherine O'Hara is such a peach in these movies. <laughs> she was the only one that got nicer over the course of the movie. Also, it makes <laughs> Everyone sad. got worse. It makes me sad that they got a divorce. You yeah. know, with yeah, I mean, movies. it was fucking inevitable, but yeah. like I mean, it's probably for the best. That family was a fucking nightmare. It was a de- <laughs> yeah, can we just go through some of the shit that we saw in Buzz's room really quick? Just in the first movie fucking alone here. All right, uh, so he- Ice-T. He's got There's an iced tea. iced tea poster. Oh, okay. So he's got an iced tea poster. I guess that... I, I don't want to put iced tea on this list. Yeah, I don't think iced tea is going to want to be on this list. It's actually fine. Well, he uh, like, opens up his his thing and like first is box his chest at the foot of his bed and is just clearly filled to the brim with playboys like <laughs> neatly organized and well used by the look of them. And then, Do you like, remember the title of the playboy? No, no, no. It what was it? It was, it was a news lady thing and it just said broadcast nudes. And I'm like... <laughs> Glad he he knew about sending nudes early. Oh my god! <laughs> fucking incredible. Anyway, but, sorry. Like, yeah, you know, he's got a whole stash of cash in there, which clearly is drug money. And then he's got like Kevin McAllister pulls up the picture of his girlfriend, and this is a cheap shot joke that it. happens it's to us. Absolutely, a and it's cheap just shot. this unfortunate looking girl. And Kevin McAllister goes, "Oh 
Buzz. <laughs> like throws the picture across the room. It says Buzz's girlfriend. Woof. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, is this where we got Woof from? Yes. I don't think so. I Woof is old. Woof has been happening for a long time. Clearly. Right, and then you know that, and he's got that fucking scary ass tarantula. Like, yeah. this is a Dude. horrifying child. The the other burglar whose name I'm never gonna remember. Uh, he not Joe he, Pesci. No, not Joe Pesci. Why does when I say the one of the burglars, I never mean Joe Pesci. I would say <laughs> Joe Pesci. <laughs> when I say the other burglar, Daniel. I promise you, the other burglar isn't Joe Pesci. <laughs> Daniel Stern. That's right. Daniel he does Stern. a very good scream when he gets the tarantula on his face. Oh, that's fucking incredible! Yeah. Yes. So you you had the, the he also has fireworks in the chest, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he also got shot in the face with a BB gun. Unlike Joe <laughs> Pesci, only got shot in the penis. <laughs> he did get Joe. the top of his head burned off, though. Yes. In the second one, that happens to him again, but he doesn't notice his head's on fire. And then he does God, a he full handstand on the toilet <laughs> and slowly lowers his the top of his head that into is... the toilet that's filled with kerosene. I think it's, it makes it worse. Yes, oh, absolutely. It's yeah. fucking incredible. He's fucked up. Jesus yeah. Christ. No, no matter what, no matter what you say. It explodes, and it, he's still doing a handstand. Yes, <laughs> yes, he does. He's Little doing Joe Pesci. Little Joe Pesci. <laughs> he was just in The Irishman. Um, sorry, please tell us a little bit. Do you know anything about Home Alone 4? I thought I, I, thought I remember Taking being back Daniel the house. Stern, but it's not Daniel Stern, apparently. It's it's also Joe Pesci's character, but it's not Joe Pesci. It's, it's played French by Stewart. French Stewart. <laughs> And he's like with his new girlfriend or whatever, and they're robbers together, and I guess they somehow end up at Kevin McAllister's house again. But oh, everybody's played by different actors now, oh. so it's a weird nightmare. This was also the weird thing about it, because I looked at the poster of this, like the front of this. The kid is not even the same age as Macaulay Culkin was in like the original ones. Mm-hmm. He looks younger. Like he looks like five or six. So <laughs> and he's and he is clearly Kevin McAllister. Right. So are we doing like a like a DC Universe Elseworlds where like this is another version of the events that happened? I don't, is it a prequel? Let's, let's, is it a Let's not give this movie any <laughs> amount of credit here you don't for wanna, this kind of thing. You don't want to talk about the Home Alone cinematic universe. It this literally is... sounds like you like a dream that you have that you're describing to your friend like yeah, it was like Home Alone but Joe Pesci was played by French Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like it wasn't that kid who was in Home Alone but like I don't know. What's another kid? Was it the kid from Stuart Little? Yeah, that kid. Sure. sure. You know? <laughs> yeah. There's somebody like he that. Was, he was the kid in the orphanage that didn't get picked over a fucking mouse. <laughs> Jesus. There are other children in that orphanage. You're telling me you'd pick a random kid over a mouse that talks? I'm just saying it can't be an ego boost when you see a mouse walk out of there with a family. A talking mouse that wears human clothes? Look! I understand. Dude, I'm losing to a mouse today. <laughs> well, like, yeah, I don't blame Hugh Laurie and I think, is that also Catherine O'Hara? I think I thought it was Gina Davis. It's Gina, it is Gina Davis. I don't blame Hugh Laurie and Gina Davis for picking the mouse. But at the same time, <laughs> that you, they not for a second thought about like, ooh, this is going to wreck some fucking foster kids. Thank like, you. you know, like, oh, oh, sorry. You're not worth a rodent. Yes. You are like, less than the rodent. Tell me the, the first talking mouse you can think of that isn't Stuart Little. Mickey Mouse. How much is he worth? <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like compared to a human life. More than that, a bunch of children. Yeah. What if I came at you and went like Despero? I was really worried. <laughs> I, 
I was almost sure that you had a different one in the pocket just to spite me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know any of their names, but that book series, Redwall, where they yeah. all fight each other. Yes, oh no, so God. thank you for following me on the bit and actually saying the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. I appreciate that it. That would have been awesome if you had been with some just, obscure map. Yeah. Well, yeah, didn't make the first like fucking... Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's worth... He's worth more than I am. He's, more than, he's uh, worth more than at least I one child. I think... We might need to check on Chuck E. Cheese. Well, he Chuck might e. not Cheese be doing so good no more. Probably in a bad spot. I don't know. I feel like a lot of those animatronics are moonlighting in the Hall of Presidents now. Like they're all like they all needed second jobs. No, they're killing Night Watchmen in the whole FNAF universe. The Five Nights at Freddy's. Five thing. Nights at Freddy's. Sorry. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The game was too scary for me to play, but I wanted to. <laughs> you're a, you're a coward. I'm a coward. <laughs> Video game, the you ever horror play? video games are too scary for me. They are pretty scary. Yeah, yeah, most of the time. Sometimes I just get a weird, like, don't be afraid, be angry sort of attitude about <laughs> them. Like, nah, I'm done with this. Yeah. Space demons, I got some shit to work out right now. I'm not afraid at all right now. Taylor played really far into a virtual reality horror game. It's one of the scariest games I've ever mm -hmm. seen. And he was just running through yelling. Like, <laughs> he didn't have a weapon, so he's just fucking angry yelling and sprinting through this maze. Like, yeah, man, don't get it. Don't be afraid. Be angry. <laughs> nah, I just get afraid. It's actually great. That's actually a really good piece of advice. Yeah, it's, a, it's the Kevin McAllister approach to life. Actually, he does that in Home Alone 2 because he's outside the toy store. And again, somehow the fates conspire to fucking fuck over Kevin again. Oh, we're going to talk about this in just a second. <laughs> yeah. But Harry and Marv find him. Uh, Joe Pesci or... Daniel Stern and the other guy uh, go to find him. <laughs> uh, literally see him right outside the store. And like, it's fucking him. So they go to well, grab him. Backpack says K McAllister. <laughs> but they grab, like, put their hands on They go, hey, kid. And he turns around and without hesitation, just full Home Alone screams. Just ah, like right in the middle of the street. So the entire block just turns and looks at them. And they're like, oh, my fucking God. Oh, we have to. We're in. What the fuck is this? And he just bolts right there. It's perfect. I hate to no butt you, but they they're <laughs> freaking out. But the entire rest of New York does not give they, two shits. A couple of them pay attention. Like look over as they continue That's walking. To also, their the problem job. with New York yeah. is that they are like, we are you fucking kidding me? Kids screaming, don't okay. care. Hold Who on, cares? I saw a great video the <laughs> other day uh, about New Yorkers, uh -oh. and it was. The school bus like screeches to a halt, and you see like a small form in a jacket get like chucked out, <laughs> yeah, and the yeah. and the bus driver comes up like, "Get the fuck off this bus!" And they and everyone's going like, "What the fuck is wrong yeah. with you, man? What the fuck, man?" And someone goes over to help the kid, and you hear a voice from off camera, "Hey, what the fuck is that kid?" <laughs> what? And they turn to the side, <laughs> and the guy's hood falls off, and it's a grown-ass dwarf oh my with a beard, and he just goes, a, huh? oh <laughs> <my> <laughs> I'm a stinker. And, and then New York, in the most New York fashion, everyone goes, all right, and goes right back to their day. <laughs> it is poetry in motion. That's a TikTok. Oh, yeah, it was... It was oh good, but God, Brian, so you mentioned funny. something that I wanted to bring yes, up in this movie uh, about the supernatural. There is <laughs> so much implied supernaturalia in this fucking, in the first one at least. <laughs> Seriously? There's, yeah, because uh, Kevin goes, I wish my family was gone or whatever would like disappear. that. Would yeah. disappear. Would disappear. And then we do the weird cinematic language of 
yeah, the three ghosts are about to visit Scrooge. Like, yeah, the wind yeah. starts to blow and the chimes are playing and just the right amount of like, yeah. oh, the, what is it? The the tree limb falls on the telephone line and then there's the creepy knocking wreath yeah, on the front like door. Like clearly something is happening. The universe is shifting to this boy's whims for whatever reason. And there's like four other things that happen in that movie. Just <laughs> sorry, hold on. Uh, it, it, is Are there ghosts? Yeah, like, like are there... Or, or is there a god? So I think it's either God or Santa, but I always felt like it was God doing it. Ganta. Yes. Yeah. Smiting Kevin and his family for being so horrible to each other. Uh, and the second one, I don't think the magic thing happens. They do one shot that is the, it's like an outside with the right music and the wind blowing. Because I literally, when it was happening, I go, stop it. I told the movie to stop it. I said, knock it off. You and knock it, that shit off right now. <laughs> Speaking of the music, um, oh this yes. Is, so this is a Chris Columbus movie, right? Directed yeah. the same guy who first directed one, at least the first one. The, the first same, two. Um, Chris Columbus he also loves doing two movies only. Yes, uh, <laughs> the one I was just going to bring up, the Harry Potter Harry and Potter. Harry Potter Two. Both of those are directed by Chris Columbus. Bingo. Also scored by John Williams. So this movie, if you go back and watch it, the main theme of Home Alone is really hard to listen to because you feel like it's just wrong, and it's because. It is like it's it's just the Russian dance from the Nutcracker, but like worse. And it happens so many times, like every time they're running or every time Kevin McAllister is, I don't know, murdering. Like they just play this. And just like, wait, that's the one you're talking about. He fucking nailed it, by the way. I thought you were talking about the theme song. And I'm like, we're not friends because that song's fucking incredible. No, no, because the Russian dance is. And it's so fucking close. And this got me looking at John Williams shit. Sure. John Williams fucking everything he's ever fucking written is written by somebody else first. And I've got a list here to show it. You guys know. Let's talk about one of the most iconic things that John Williams ever wrote. Two notes. Tell me what song. Star Wars. Two notes. Thank you. Jaws. You think that's incredibly unique, right? Listen to Symphony Number 9, also called From the New World by Antonio Dvorak. It's the same. Oh, yes. Or like, what about the Star Wars theme? The beginning of it's pretty much the same thing. Star Wars theme. Iconic. Wonderful. At least in movies. Certainly he didn't take this from anywhere, let alone a different movie. As a matter of fact... It is the same thing, almost the same theme, almost exactly to King's Row by Eric Wolfgang Korngold. And it's it's incredible. Are it's we like, talking about bam ba da ba da ba 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 No the da 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 it's 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 eerie. So I know what to listen for is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so that one's in another movie? Yeah, that's a movie from the thirties. That exact oh, score. Uh let's see, the the Tatooine theme. The yep. haunting one, the you know, whenever they're yeah, yeah, yeah. like doing the weird wipeouts in Tatooine, it's just Tr- Stravinsky, Rite of Spring. Oh, almost, almost <laughs> exactly. Yeah, those are the big ones that I found. Like, go up, just Google it sometime. Like, what did John Williams rip off? And That's it's crazy. Oh. It's insane. And so, community-wise, people agree that he's a schmuck. No, I think no, you know, no. Everybody loves his fucking face. I, I thought everybody was way down with him. <laughs> I think everyone goes like, oh, you know, he introduced a lot of fun stuff, and he's a great earworm. And if he stole, he at least stole from the best. Like. You guys just want to defend John Williams. This guy's a plagiarist and a bastard. Well, <laughs> like, the, I mean, it's the Led Zeppelin defense of, yeah, they absolutely stole, like, half of their biggest hits or, like, at least a quarter of their big hits to get, like, going. And then they're like, we'll write some more original stuff. But, like, yes, they just stole. And people go, yep, they did. And it's great. And we fucking love it. Yeah. Like, 
this is that's what happens. This is what's happening with our current president. People are gonna like what they're gonna like, and God be damned if you're gonna because, stop me from liking it. But it's different because John Williams and Led Zeppelin, like they stole something, but their versions are also really hype. They just stole and then they like added on to different things. Dude, if you don't think that people who support Donald Trump think he's not the hypest thing in the oh, world, you have fair. not you're met right, enough people right. who support him. I mean, when he hits that fucking line of, uh, where's the... By the way, I fucking love that Kevin asks, where's the lobby in the hotel? I'm like, you're in the front of the hotel. Where the <laughs> fuck do you think the lobby is? You're in it, motherfucker. It's on the third Get floor on the left-hand side, you but, little jackass. But, but uh, Trump hits him with the back and to the left, and I'm like, are you saying that Ted Cruz's dad killed JFK in Home Alone 2. <laughs> Holy shit, he knew it the whole time. Sorry, uh, he, he looks over weird at him, and he's like, am I in a movie? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just the Hulk Hogan bit from Gremlins 2. <laughs> yeah, but he no, but that bit's like self-aware and awesome and great. This was just, I think he, I think the gimmick was he did the, he did the directions, then he looked, and he was like, a kid by himself in this hotel. Not yet, no, that's what But like, it does, does yeah. also seem like he looks back and is like, is this, is this happening a, right now? Is this a cameo? Am I in a film right now? Fuck. What cool. the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Fucking pigeon. It was person. great. Pigeon. <laughs> head pigeon in charge. <laughs> head pigeon I'm in u- charge. I'm using that all the time now. Pigeon of the United States. Pigeon of the United States. POTUS. Oh, oh my God. POTUS. POTUS. <laughs> POTUS. <laughs> anyway. I don't even know if there's anything else to say after that. Allegedly, there's other movies. Um, I'm going to have to check him out at some point. I yeah. think one's called The Holiday Heist, I think. Oh, my God. Uh, I think one of them has Malcolm McDowell in it. That's cool. One of them has Carrie Elwes in it and some other actor. Oh, no, sorry. That's Paul again. Fuck God damn it. Oh, so- <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome, actually. Then are we friends? On at least the first two movies, I would say yes. I came into this not enjoying it when we watched the movie i was literally playing pokemon on a game boy i was so fucking <laughs> bored with this movie and the now first home alone yeah yeah and now talking about it again like now nah, i'm fucking into it i could do this a thousand times Oof. you're on thin yeah ice dude over there, buddy i don't know because that's well i will say when you play games while watching the movie Makes i think it, more it always lowers your enjoyment of it yeah we didn't even talk about the fucking movie universe within it of angels with filthy souls yeah the fucking best two bits of a movie ever. Which, I thought you would want to talk about Which, that. when they were originally there, I thought were just movie clips. But nope. no, yeah. they filmed them for it. And my favorite little thing in the second one was, because I didn't really pay attention when I looked at it, because it's one easy little shot before they start playing that clip mm-hmm. um, of the guy doing the machine gun. And my Tommy, all that shit. Yeah. Great. A-plus stuff. Um, the one with Tim Curry in the second one, I literally could not stop laughing at that whole bit. Tim Curry's just, all up and down the second one. He's awesome in it. Tim Curry is the mini boss in the second one. He's and Rob Schneider is his great. underling. Yes, abs- yes, yeah, he's his minion. Um, but their facial expressions and reactions during that is the best thing ever. Yeah. Um, but I loved it because the first movie, he's watching this clip from this movie called Angels with Filthy Souls. And I'm like, okay, that that's why in the first one I believed it was just a real movie that they had like the rights to. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we'll do a fun little manipulation with it. Yeah. But the reason I knew from the second one was it wasn't is because they're going down the VHSs he got ordered from the front desk. And it's like, you know, the ventilator. He's, all these mob movies were just murder is happening. Who would have guessed he started trying to kill people? Um, all these blah, 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 blah. And then the one that he's watching is Angels with Even Filthier Souls. And I'm like, <laughs> yes! 
best naming convention ever. <laughs> We've legitimately done that with movies. It's, that's actually true. Um, yeah, those bits are fucking incredible. Air Bud, even buddier. <laughs> Dude, go look at some of the titles for the Air Buddies movies. Russell. Those are all the puppies. <laughs> look, yeah. I wanted to sleep tonight, but am I just going to do Air Bud all night? Absolutely. We do need a topic for next week. You guys are going to get a weird phone call at two, a half, two and a half in the morning. Like, you're going to have to watch <laughs> all the Air Buddy movies. Stop! Two and a half in the morning? I yeah. stand by it. 2.30. No, you say 2.30. Well, I said tooth hurdy. I need you yeah, well, to. I need you to. You're a fuck. You're, you're fired, to, dude. To you're fired too. Yeah. Anyways, this is a solo podcast. Half past an hour before three o'clock. Oh Jesus Christ, Taylor. Yeah. That's... Get me off this mic. <laughs> or hey, are we friends? Uh, I'm gonna go with yes, but only because it's Christmas. I'm gonna yeah. I'm sorry, again, uh, I, was, I pushed the edge a little bit there. Well, I'm not gonna lie. That was a very holiday. Bless your heart. There. That was <laughs> a very much like a. Oh, okay. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'll leave it at that. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'll take it. I'll take a thin ice. Yes, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, all right. Fine. <laughs> As always, you can find us on our Twitter and Instagram on the World Wide Web, where I will have some colorful things to write about Jorge during this Christmas season at r-we-friends.com or on Twitter and Instagram at at underscore r-we-friends, all one word. I have been your co-host who is about to join a paramilitary organization, Taylor. I'm the other guy, Brian. And I'm still just Jorge. And we'll be celebrating this fantabulous holiday season with you next week.